Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided our world has become? We desperately need stories of peace and healing. We find the bridge builders across the globe who are stepping into the divides of culture and bringing understanding, compassion, and reconciliation. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Sanborn and Lisa Jernigan. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning into Counterculture. I'm Jonathan Sanborn. I'm Lisa Jernigan. I was waiting for that last name. I know. Name. Like, well, you just said your last name. Okay, I guess I have to say mine. I, once in a while, I can throw it out there. I never know what you're going to do. Just first name? Are we on the first and last name? or Maybe middle. Nickname? What's your middle name? Gail. Gail? Yeah. Lee. Jonathan Lee. Jonathan Lee. Lee. Lisa Gail. Yeah. You kind of cringe when you said Gail. Are you not proud I of I never you? liked that name. Yeah? Gail, growing up. I don't know why, but I always, yeah. I've known some fine gales. My first Fine gales. Yes, fine gales. <laughs> <laughs> fine gales. No, really, just, I don't know. I don't think I've ever had a bad experience with a gale. Okay, that's good. So far. Okay, then maybe I'll reclaim it. <laughs> I literally used to write Lisa G. Jernigan. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Huh. yeah, there you go. My first babysitter, fun fact, uh, like we, my parents traveled a lot, so we had a lot of babysitters. She was a professional ventriloquist. Oh, wow. Yeah, and has had a whole career as a ventriloquist. Did you so learn she, a lot? So, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I would sit on her lap. She'd call me dummy <laughs> and make me talk. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, no, but she taught me how to swim. Just an amazing, lovely Christian lady, but who was just, she was on the speaker circuit, did all kinds of stuff as a ventriloquist. Wow. So the, Gail. Her name was Gail. Gail. Yeah, Gail wow. was. Yeah, amazing lady. Anyways, fun facts. We never so, knew. Yeah. <laughs> it also explains maybe what part of my weird sense of humor. No, the dots keep connecting, right? Raised by ventriloquists. <laughs> it's like wolves raised by wolves. I was raised by ventriloquists. <laughs> so, <laughs> so counterculture, uh, we've we find we get to find the, the builders of compassion and bridge builders in our in our in our city, right? And around even around this country. And I love the fact that I can just reach out to people and give them a platform because I, I, I want to hear what they're about. So I wanted to, I'm really happy to have Doug here, Doug Lake. Doug Lake is a leadership consultant. Is that right? Yes. Well, welcome, Doug. Well, thank Before you. Before you, what you do, who you are is awesome. Yeah. I, so I'm, big, I'm a big Doug fan, by the Thanks. way. Thanks. So, it's Douglas Dwayne, by the way. Douglas Dwayne. Double D. Yeah. D Lake. That's it. Uh, And so we're in the same, like, men's Bible study that we've been for. I've been in this thing for like four or five years, and he he joined this year. So you probably have some scoop, like, on. On yeah. Lee here. <laughs> <laughs> Can I cough on air now? Scoop. I think I'm not going to scoop. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we just come together. We pray. It's great. Yeah. I really enjoyed being a part of the group and, and so great to be 
invited in and and uh hopefully i can share my life and learn and grow with, mm-hmm. with everybody else so how long have you guys been in a group well we've been together like the what? three three months you've yeah. been three months just three, three months. months okay yeah. okay and i've been about four or five new, years it's a new. bunch of like kind of bit leaders in church and business and in the government and community who kind of have been That's meeting cool. kind of covertly for yeah, that's yeah. super cool. Yeah, it's in a it's in a dark warehouse, you know, middle of the night. But it's <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where you have a, su- a code on the door and, and you maybe. knock, maybe. <laughs> okay, okay. We, we don't ret- want to know retina anymore. Scans. We're fine. We're yeah, fine. So it's funny. okay. <laughs> so, um, no, but the reason, uh, Doug, it, I mean, there's people who like do the thing. And there's people who actually feel like they live – they really are embody what they're about. So that's mm-hmm. why I thought I, – I mean when I, I thought of who you – we know some guests to have on our show, I reached out to Doug. And so Doug is um, – your what's the name of your – Yeah, New, New Day Leadership Consulting. Yeah. yeah, the founder of New Day Leadership Consulting. Yep. You've been doing some version of this for like 25 years. Yeah, I've, I've been in ministry 25 plus years and uh, I've been a pastor most of those years mm-hmm. and a staff pastor at, at a church. So I, I, I feel the weight of leadership with, mm-hmm. with others. And, um, you know, part of my responsibility, especially in, within church, was uh, care pastor. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I did a lot of the pastoral ministry. Uh, counseling, coaching, yeah. those kinds of things, and even discipleship, you know, with with people. So, so from my experience, a lot of big churches get they got the the show guy who does the well, the guy up front does the the messages, comes out authoritarian, you know, authoritative. Right. Oftentimes, they're introverts mm-hmm. there, and they they don't necessarily are really get super involved in a lot, especially larger American right. churches. That tends to be that that's. That's an app. That's not universal truth. That's right. just sort of generalization. Sure. And there's, no, but oftentimes you need someone like a you mm. to really gets involved in the lives of people to really pastor and shepherd yeah. the congregation. Is that a weird it's, way of thinking of it? No, totally. It's a it's a definitely a, a calling and it's a burden. And I feel like, um, you know, I, I think Eugene Peterson said it best that pastors need to smell like sheep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, he embodied that as well, you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of his writings. And, and uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, especially the, the opportunity for me to be in those life moments with people, you know, the, the marriages and, and pre-marriage coaching mm-hmm. that I got to do and, and the weddings and, and funerals, you know, walking people through grief which um, we can talk about that later. There's yeah. so much, so much grief and pain and loss within the church and, and ministry, and in and of itself. I think Terry Wardle said it best: "Was um, ministry is a series of ungrieved losses." Mm. Mm. Wow, that's good. So, so think about all that we're walking around with, especially as ministry leaders and business leaders. Um, and and I think even even the the idea of of helping walk people through loss and, mm-hmm. and change and transition, um, not everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. I, and I think what's hard about it is getting in the muck. You mm-hmm. know, it's messy. Um, people are not at their best when they've experienced a loss. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. life is turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm I'm grateful to to. Uh, just 
be able to walk with people in that because mm-hmm. we need we need safe people to walk through it and not fix us. Yeah, and that's the that's the hard part in church. We just want people to be better, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Truth will set you free. That's the mantra. Often, yeah. like we have this truth heavy yeah. approach, right? Yeah, and sure. is that untrue? I mean, is that a fair statement? I mean, oh, one hundred percent. I think okay. If you want to let, let's break this down. Jesus came in a fullness of grace and truth. Scripture says mm-hmm. in John one. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to. I used to think that those were separate entities, mm. but if this glass that is is on this table is full of grace and truth, it would be really hard to separate both of those. So when I'm giving the grace of God, it is wrapped fully within his truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I'm giving the truth of God, it is wrapped fully in it should be wrapped fully mm. in his grace, but what comes is truth is just heavy. It's 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 judgment. It's do it or else, mm-hmm. and that is a, too much of a burden for us to to carry. That's why Jesus came with grace to go. You you need a power beyond yourself to be able to carry out what God is required of us. And I think even in leadership, what's hard is we have these demands put on us, and we feel like I, I can't I can't hold it all up. You know, Sunday keeps coming. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, Sunday never stops. Mm-hmm. And so if if I can lean into the grace of God for what God's asked me and called me to do, um, I, it, it, it lightens the load. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. But we're, we're, we're carrying a lot of extra weight, mm. especially with the loss and the, the things not knowing how to, to navigate through them. So I had an interesting experience. I – this was I was going through a really tough time, and I was at a church for a while as a pastor. And I'm listening to this song. I mean, I listen to all kinds of music. I'm listening to a song called by Arcade Fire, not a Christian band. Yeah. But there's a song that comes on, and the lyrics go, "Working for the church while your life falls apart." Mm. And I thought this song was actually more honest yeah. about. Mike, what I felt like mm-hmm. I was going through than Christian songs. Yeah. Like, like there's somehow there's, we've, there's something about the way we approach pain or is to fix it or to comfort, to the comfort. It comes from a, a way of think it'll, it'll be better or the, right. yeah, but it's not, I, the, but the, there's something that was powerful that identifying that what I was mm-hmm. going through was real. Yeah. So you 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 ask about the truth setting us free. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe it does, and I think what's hard is embracing the reality, the negative realities of life. You know, uh, because uh, not everything can be fixed overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and I think embracing those negative realities and bringing them to light, and 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 asking people to come into those spaces that are uh, that we've kept hidden, mm-hmm. you know, because we're like this is this is too dark. This is mm-hmm. too, uh, especially as leaders in the church, um, it's it's difficult. But but we see the ramifications of it in how we treat people. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. see the ramifications of the the shortness, and, and it's not so much. I mean, maybe it is at work, but a lot of times it's at home, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and. Anyway, I'll, I'll, th- there's there's a lot there. Yeah, <laughs> with, with carrying the heaviness. Well, and don't you that. think leaders need permission from somebody to say it's okay to not be okay? 
because I um, and you probably found this, Jonathan, in the church. People expect you to be a certain way when mm-hmm. you, when life is falling apart. Mm-hmm. You almost don't have the luxury to let it be known because mm-hmm. people go, if you're not okay, then I'm not going to be okay because mm-hmm. you're you're. I'm used to you being so strong and being a rock, and if you're not okay, then I don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. And so almost like a, that place, but also a safe place because you talk about like revealing some of the things we've all. I don't think you can be in leadership inside the church, outside the church, but especially inside the church and not have been betrayed or hurt by somebody, yeah. right, that mm. you thought was safe. Sure. So how do you know? It's, it, that is a challenge. So like you bring in what you bring to the table. Yeah. Somebody from the outside that's a safe place right. that's not judging you. Your your job is not tied up into it, yeah. right? That's... All of that. So it's like it's hard to find that. I think leaders are looking for right. what you're providing going, I need somebody that's not connected with this that doesn't have these expectations put on me. And the expectations are huge. I, I feel like – um, I mean, being a pastor alone um, has so much expectation on it, um, even from Scripture, you know, and, mm-hmm. and really do we all match up to some of those those things? We, sh- we should, and, and we're at different varying stages of mm-hmm. growth in those areas. Um, but I feel like, like the safety portion is one of the biggest hindrances for, for people to actually ask for help. Because mm-hmm. if I don't if I don't feel safe in an organization or it within you know a leadership structure, I'm not going to let you in. Mm-hmm. And and so say what is I mean the question is what's safe for you may not be you know safe for me, but for me, safety looks like you're not going to judge me, you're going to accept me where I'm at, um, you're not going to try and fix it. I think again within the church when we bring up issues, the first thing is, well, are you are you praying, right? right. Are you reading the word? Are you are you uh, you know doing all the right things rather than, man, tell me more about that. <coughs> mm-hmm. What's that been like to carry this? I'm so sorry you're struggling. Mm-hmm. How how can it, how can I support you? Right, what just to sit like? in that space, right? Mm-hmm. Sit with it, yeah. To be, so, so Dan Siegel, Doctor Dan Siegel, says there's four things that we need, especially as child development. We need to be seen, soothed, safe, and secure. Mm-hmm. Seen, soothed, safe, and secure. So think about those. They never go away. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I need to be seen. I need to be soothed. I need comfort. And, and I need I need a safe space, and I need security to be able to um, try some new things, you know. And and the security that if I were to bring something up that is, was a struggle, I'm not going to lose my job, or I'm not going to get benched, or you know, whatever. And there may be a season for some of that, but but done with compassion and with care to go. You're too valuable, right? You're valued. You're loved. You're accepted here. Hmm. That's so good. I, I think what um, the outside voice is what I think is so important in, in this as well. Like, it, um, well, in our American church, it's very, it can be very professionalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, corporations with policies mm-hmm. and all those came from good intentions and right. a lot of them may be very good. But um, it's a cor- – it's a, there are performances and you don't meet certain performances. You don't work there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there's some sense of that 
But you're talking about a family, like a, a, with the church is also a family, and I, I just feel like a lot of people get pushed. The family start gets pushed to the side in order to maintain the, especially as churches get bigger, the efficiency and vibrancy of this almost like corporate corporate church to achieve its objectives and goals and mission. And so, yeah. so I think the family stuff gets kind of set. But but you're saying you can come in even in a structure that might be kind of corporate mm. and provide. That kind of humanity and fan, like the belong that yeah well and I think what's hard too is for 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 bigger churches bigger organizations um, to there's there's two 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 things that I see going on one is your your job and your performance is tied to how healthy you are in some ways mm-hmm. and 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 you know we all have personal issues that we go through and all of that but. But to have a, a separate person that you can kind of lean into to go, this is impacting me this way, mm-hmm. and that's not tied to your paycheck or your performance review, um, I, th- I think that eases a little bit of the pressure not only for the people who are, are, are leading and managing, but for the people who are struggling in maybe on a, a lower level of, of support. So, yeah, I, I, I want to come in and, and help organizations to, to be the healthiest versions of possible because the whole idea is that his kingdom would come mm-hmm. and his will would be done in this earth. And he does it through us, but we have to have healthy hearts. Mm. And healthy the, the more healthy our hearts become, the more uh, Christ-like we become. I think within the church, the 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 idea of of discipleship. I'm going to put it in practical terms. It's character development, mm. and and Jesus was fully integrated. He came in a human body that had human emotions that he, that had um, all the, the 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 effects. I mean, even you know some of the. Um, Theologians think he lost his father, you know, Joseph, because he wasn't at, at the cross. And, and so, you know, he experienced the pain that we go through in this life. And so what to do with those deeper emotions that we haven't dealt with? And, and, and they, they, do, they all point back to childhood. They, mm-hmm. they really do, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's just how we've learned to cope. You know, and and I love the assessments, the Enneagram. I love strengths finders, all those things. But really, those are ways and strengths that we've developed to just learn how to cope. And so, one of the things that I want to do is kind of get into the heart of those for for leaders, uh, not just within the church, but even outside of the church that are carrying weight to go invite someone in who who you can feel safe with, and it may not be me. Mm-hmm. I don't know that everybody feels safe with me, and that's okay. But I want to create a safe space if if it works for people, so that they can work through those issues to to fully maximize their potential here on earth, and and see God's kingdom work through us in in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. So many times we think we can do this alone, and I think you see a lot of special lead, especially leaders. Mm-hmm. I'm fine, thank you. I can I can figure this out. It's lonely being a leader. It's so lonely. And the higher you go, the more right. lonelier it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah. you almost become very self-reliant yeah. and self-sufficient out of out of survival. Right. Right? And so it's just you're not 
intentionally doing that, but that's what happens. And so to let somebody else in to mm-hmm. see yeah. inside of you is really hard. Yeah. But, you know, even just we're, – we're just living in a world right now of so many broken relationships. Mm. And you're just seeing that. That carries into the faith community, our work environments, our families. Yeah. And th- those – Broken relationships, even broken within ourselves, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. I think you said earlier, like it starts with us and right. mending our own souls and our even our relationship with God. Yeah. Because that relationship, when that's broken, like when we don't see him as really loving us mm-hmm. and we don't feel worthy or enough, that just go, that overflows into other relationships. Absolutely. I, I, I felt this so strongly during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, as as care pastor, one of my favorite things was seeing people, giving them a hug and, you know, um, and welcoming, welcoming them in and not being able to do that on a regular basis. It, it created a little bit of an identity crisis to go, oh, I was actually getting and taking hugs rather than actually giving them, you know. And and so so those are some of the things I think in me had to to shift and adjust. But as we're as we I think we've seen the tip of the iceberg too of the mental health crisis in mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I, I'm I'm seeing you know a lot of college age students now that are that are struggling um, with their their mental health. And this conversation needs to be uh, brought into the church as well, um, mm-hmm. so that why. We want to be healthy, wholehearted people um, that that um, can can uh, walk with others in this and shine the light of God's love, mm-hmm. because really that's what stabilizes us. The right. love of God stabilizes our hearts, as it says in Colossians. It roots us and grounds us, established in His love. Well, we are wired for relationships, mm. and so many times, especially over the past few years, we were kind of forced into isolation. Yeah. And then, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that they didn't even know how to reenter yeah. into community or society again. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing a lot of that, like people having to relearn certain patterns. Mm-hmm. And it was easier just to be by yourself. Right. And, uh, and so I think you're seeing the ripple effects of that right now, mm-hmm. where we have to be really intentional with creating those opportunities and safe places. Like you guys talked about your men's group. Mm-hmm. I mean – Talk to us about that, like the, what that does for you guys having – because a lot of men don't get together. Mm-hmm. I mean I think women are more relationally wired and we right. tend to have our close friends and do things. But for men – so what has been the benefits for that for you guys just with your own soul care? Isn't like half of men over – you know it better than that. Half of men over 40 don't have a friend. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that yeah. true or something like yeah. that? Yeah. I haven't read that specific it's, statistic. It's something like that. The lack of male friendship is a big – it's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, we become reliant, self-reliant. Mm-hmm. We become family and job focused. Yeah. And and then you throw in maybe a, maybe a place at church where we do something. But no one really knows us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, um Kurt Thompson said this uh, in one of his books, to be fully loved is to be fully known. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I take that first and foremost to my relationship with my wife, you know, and I, there was a, a verse of scripture about a year ago I came across in um, uh, Psalm 32 two said, blessed is the man whose sin the Lord doesn't count against him. And one translation says the next phrase whose heart is lived in complete honesty. Mm. So to have a, an avenue where you can 
come and be your true authentic self, many of us don't have that. Mm -hmm. And uh, a friend of mine asked me a question one time. He's like, uh, hey, who's, who, who, would, who are the six people that you would, uh, that would carry your casket? And I'm like, oh, gosh. You know, yeah, that's a that's a tough question, <laughs> you know, to answer. But it just goes back to your point, Lisa. We need people in our life that we can be our true, authentic self so that we can continue to grow our hearts mm-hmm. um, to become who God's created us to be. As we wrap, this is fantastic. As we wrap up this conversation, just like how can our listeners connect mm-hmm. with what you're doing or even just maybe a resource or something to go Think yeah. a little deeper. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you know, my website is meetthedemands.com. And just to give you a little bit of a story uh, real quick on that, the background is um, it, it's heavy and it's hard to, to carry to meet the demands of life. So how do we do it? We have to build our character so we can carry and meet the demands of life. And so uh, you can go to meetthedemands.com. And uh, check out some of the things that I that I offer. Actually, uh, March twenty third. It's a Thursday. Uh, I'm doing a um, a free webinar on transition and change. So I know there's so many people that have lost jobs recently, and um, you know, I'm just just want to offer some free tools. Uh, one, uh, you need support when you're going through change, mm-hmm. and you also need some structure. So I want to hopefully provide both of those things. Uh, when you're going through some of the hard stuff. so mm, Wow. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, Doug, Brother Doug, thanks for coming <laughs> on our show. You bet. Thanks really for appreciate me. you and your ministry and your heart for, for the real stuff and real people. Mm. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank thanks, you Lisa. so much. Yeah. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Amplify Peace, educating, immersing, training, and launching peacemakers to build united communities.